Hello, everybody! <laughs> to the two people who drop in to listen. Hi, Mom. Uh, I decided today was going to be an incredibly different episode because I'm not coming to you with pain and sadness and trauma. I'm, as you can hear, in a very good mood. Probably because I'm going slightly insane with all my cabin fever. Not, not sure if anyone out there knows, but uh, Montreal has a never-ending curfew. And therefore, after 8 p.m., which is my golden hour, because I guess I'm a vampire of uh, when I go out and explore the world when everybody is uh, settled up in their homes and uh, nobody's out to bother me. <laughs> um, so I don't have that. Um, so I'm staying cozy inside and, you know, probably slowly going insane and writing on the walls but hey I'll make art so I was uh writing up different episodes different ideas for it and I did want to continue on the uh conversation of communication because I think it is oh goodness I could talk about it for forever but (laughs) that's why you're here because I can't stop talking so One of the things I noticed within communication is how often we want to be heard, but we don't know how to talk about it. And there, so many things with that is, I personally have worked really hard on making sure that I can articulate myself correctly. I do it for my job as well. So it's kind of, I was gonna say a cop out, but it's just, just proves as to why I've put more effort into it maybe than the average person uh for my job part of my job is that storytelling is so crucial and knowing how to take information from people as they're speaking I work in tech as well so some of it is very technical as you can imagine and so many of the words are not a part of my vocabulary so I need to understand what they're trying to say when they're speaking a language that I might not fully understand and that on its own is an exercise of really trying to read between the lines, trying asking more questions, um, researching things, taking note of the things I didn't understand in, in terms of continuing the context, the the how important one word is to change context. And you know, you think you're on the right track, and then one word is what derails it. So this is a fascinating world to me. It is why I do it as a job. It is so much of what people don't understand about what I do but with that said putting it into real life is a is a really cool practice as well because the amount of times that people are saying the same thing but they're using different words or they they can't find the words to say something or one word that had a different context to somebody else completely derails the whole conversation or triggers or brings something up and it's just it's it's fascinating to see in real life how much it echoes uh, what I do uh, from day to day. It's all about selecting the right words, but also recognizing that there's a time and a place to, t- to put so much effort into each word. So understanding where that word is sufficient. And anyway, I'm not going to explain my job any longer. I do love it. But I like to see how it applies to real life. And I just you know, got off the back of my therapy session and we've been discussing uh, the, and I discussed this with a really good friend of mine as well, as I've spoken here about it on the podcast, um, 
anger. What is anger? And what is anger for different people? And I, re- I was a big fan of rejecting anger because to me, anger was so much of a projection. It was how people, you know, people yelled at me. They had projected a lot of their insecurities onto me. Some people had gotten violent and yelled all around me or towards me. And because of that anger is, I had this very, very clear line of, if you show that kind of aggression, anger, get out. And that's because I have the bruises to prove it, you know, and not just physically, but because that it, it has caused actual problems to me. So for me, it was a very clear, put your foot down, anger has no place. <laughs> and it, you know, I was, I happened to be discussing it with a friend of mine that was learning the other, um, side of anger of let yourself get angry you know of somebody telling like let embrace that kind of anger of yours or not if someone said that to me i would be like excuse me i'm not punching walls and but because i'm hearing my really good friend that i respect everything about her life and who she is and she's one of the most amazing people ever shout out and um that i just really respect that if somebody's telling her that that she should embrace it that maybe there's something there and so i was discussing this um an event where i put my foot down and put a boundary and basically told someone you know this way of 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 how you're treating me whether you mean to or not is not working for me and uh i just i can't accept this anymore and and if you want to be a part of my life then you will have to learn to do it you need to figure out what you want and what you want from me most most importantly or what place i have in your life as opposed to you keep coming back and popping in because it, it it was causing me actual problems because it's super confusing. I hate being confused. And anyway, I was very proud of myself because I put my foot down. So I'm telling my therapist this. I was like, look at me doing boundaries. Like, yay, I get a lollipop or something. And she goes, I just like, I know you don't like anger, but can I just tell you that that boundary that you put on actually started from a place of anger. And I was like, what? Me? Angry? Never. I, that it's, it's, I was just like, that is so pedestrian. How could you insult me with such? And she explained it. She said, you know, a lot of anger is actually, it, it comes from a place of discomfort. And so while you're trying to figure out what ang- anger means and how it's frustration for most people, it's sadness for most people, it also is a a point of, of movement. It is a, a trigger that says you need to do something. And so it's it has a bad reputation because a lot of people, when, when they get that little trigger that says you need to do something, they react they punch things, they yell, they do something like that. You, however, you took the time when you were angry to say, how can I improve this situation for myself without demonstrating violence or anger towards this person? Again, interchangeable word, without blaming them, without yelling, but expressing myself. And it floored me. It really did, because not just that anger has a bad rep, but I was giving it one. So any conversation that I had had with my friend when she was trying to embrace anger, 
the whole time I was like, well, I hope they're not telling you you should punch things because that doesn't help. And it's just like, she's trying to, to tell me that, you know, it's okay if you felt that little bubble inside that said, yo, this is not okay. Um, I don't know why my anger is like this weird little weirdo, but I mean, I, so after this event happened that I put my, so I, you know, whatever, visualize this in the little diagram. I got angry, felt the sense of anger, put my foot down, um, not directly to the person, but to myself. I said, this is not okay. I need to, if this happens, when this happens again, because that was an important thing. When this happens again, I will direct, I will completely address it head on and say, this needs to stop with zero expectations that the person was going to say, oh my God, I didn't realize I was doing this. I'm going to change everything because that wasn't likely to happen. And the reason I wasn't putting my foot down was because I was afraid to lose this person. That is the reality. So basically what I was telling myself was I'm going to lose this person because I need to tell them the truth about how I'm feeling. That is horrible. Don't do that. So when it happened again, I, I, I did it, you know, I said, please don't, please stop, please. And, and then in that moment, it was so important because I fought for myself. I fought for my, my well-being, my state of mind. And anyone can say, why did you put so much weight and why did you put so much power into this person? Totally fair. But I'm a romantic and this is what I do. I believe in people when they say you're special and important and they like you and they want to be different and they want you to see them as different. I believe people. So sorry. So yes, they were important to me and their, what, their actions were important. And the crucial thing here is when it stopped helping and supporting me. I stopped it. And I don't know if you guys understand how amazing that is. I stayed in an abusive relationship for two years. My biggest fear was that I would stay again. I don't think you understand to put my foot down and say, you're not being nice to me. Please stop. It's important. And not waiting until it got so bad that I didn't know if I could recover. That is just, woohoo, hey me. I was devastated, don't get me wrong. When I did it, I was floored and I got a bad response to it. I did, I got, you know, partially blamed. And as if I was the one putting pressure, as if I was doing something and, and that sucked. There was an unintentional gaslighting that happened from somebody who just has not dealt with their own stuff. And my need to help and be there for him was so intense, but it was my job. And that ability to say, I'm so sorry, I want it to be my job, I've been trying, but it's not. I don't want to be your therapist, I want to be your partner and your support. And you just heard me and what hurt me, and you, you yelled at me, so this isn't gonna work <laughs> and honestly it's it's it sucks <laughs> 
but it's amazing at the same time like it hurts now for a little and I you know it comes up it pops up but it is what it is like we all have our things and we all have our issues but if we're not advocating for ourselves I nobody else is going to do it and until you get in a really supportive relationship where you know I can risk putting you first because I know that you're going to put me first and therefore we're, we're really filling up each other's bucket when it's sort of going down all of the work is your own and so what else was I to do and anyone that's come from a form of trauma it doesn't have to be the same situation that I was talking about anyone that comes from that kind of trauma will recognize how difficult it is to lose that trust in yourself that you're going to know when to say please don't do this anymore and to stick by it because that's the other thing I get sad and I can recognize that I get sad from it but to be honest people in the last few days once I've opened up that and once I've allowed for that space people have been more giving than he had become in the last while and if they can if they can act better than you in the first few moments then you were accepting breadcrumbs and that's the thing really being able to say this is what it is you're giving me the smallest thing from yourself that literally takes no time and effort and I'm saying oh my god thank you that was amazing thank you for that that just shows how impoverished you've become from what you've been accepting and allowing in your life if anyone can come and do slightly better that is a problem and that really really requires you looking inwards not just to your relationships but what you are allowing for yourself and why you're amplifying the acts of other people because it was a message here every you know few days and it was a compliment here and there and you know what guys that's the first mistake you make with somebody who doesn't care about attention and compliments I reject them I have a horrible habit of rejecting compliments on what I look like and when that came to light when that was all we had left when there was that moment of what I looked like that was it it broke it just broke inside of me because I was like you know strangers say that you know and that was it you didn't look for something that was special about me when you knew things that were special about me you didn't care you didn't compliment me on the parts you knew of me that other people didn't know you didn't want to be special and I made you special and that is where hey uh, you broke my heart but my spirit is so intact bro um anywho that was to talk about communication but also how different perspectives can be for people you know I'm going through this like revolutionary moments of figuring out who I am and it is so important to me that the moment I meet people that are stuck in their ways and finding more excuses as to why to stay there I just don't have the energy for it's it's just I'm sorry we're complete we're going to speak an absolute different language and to see the change of somebody that I felt so connected to and that we we were in sync to becoming someone who couldn't understand me when I was at my most vulnerable 
but in that vulnerability, I found an ability to uh, demonstrate, to discuss and communicate. And in that, it was, it was rejected. And oh boy, did it hurt. It did, it did, it sucks. I don't tell this lightly as if it's an easy thing to do. It still sucks in the deep darkness of night. <laughs> but um, every day is going to get a little better and better. And it wasn't going to. It wasn't going to. I was just going to let it fizzle and hope that it dealt with itself. And when I realized that I still had hope, I broke my own damn heart. So someone's got to stick up for it. Go me. Um, but I did want to, okay, let's like close that one. Woo! But I did want to bring up something that I thought really, really funny from the last, um, from the last episode that I'm calling it. Um, it was brought to my attention that men did not know how absolutely adorable it was. I, I have a tendency to go towards men that are very kind of, um, they're very kind of labor type people. Uh, they're good with their hands. They're good with building or, or something. Like there's something and I it, it obviously stems from, you know, my role model, my male role model, which is my father, who is very, uh, you know, can do type of way. He's very resilient. He's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Resourceful. And I, I've always kind of been attracted to that type of intelligence, which is, you know, they they build things, they get things done. And I it, it also tends to breed a very emotionally disconnected person. Um, and somebody that has been taught that strength stems from successes and accomplishments and physical strength and not so much from the talking about what's going on side but I do feel like there's such a we've long gone past the stupid statement that men do not have feelings that is just ridiculous and the funny thing is it's not just men my good friend Liv you know this we used to, when we were younger, when like in our 20s, we used to joke about how we had no feelings, that we were just dead inside and that like, I think what, what I think we like hissed at feelings. Like it was like, bleh, bleh, like, like, I don't know. It was really stupid, but we had this, this mentality that we didn't love people. We didn't like people that we, it was cool not to feel. And as I got older, I was like, Jesus Christ, we were f- idiots. Like, and I still think men, I was very surprised to see men in their 30s. Um, Actually, it's stupid to say surprised. I know how society works and I know the weight of society on men in particular. Uh, It's not cool because the reality is you don't not have feelings. But if you say, hey, I don't have feelings, what you're actually admitting to is they might pop up. I don't know how to deal with them because I've denied their existence for so long and people have allowed it, supported it, harnessed it and accepted it. So I don't know what to do with them when they pop up. Ladies, protect your walls physically. Protect your face. That's not a good thing. It's a very bad thing. Men, 
I'm so sorry. I am so sorry that you have not been told how absolutely beautifully attractive it is for you to be vulnerable, especially to those you care about. It is gorgeous. It is absolutely so hot. Like, honestly, if, like, this needs to be said, that holding it in is not attractive. It needs to be supported more. That you telling me how you genuinely feel to the point that I can trust you when you say I'm special is just so flippin' sexy. And I mentioned, this is to bring up because I mentioned the grumpiness that I I really liked. And several men have come up and said, I've never heard that before. And that is crazy. That at least, you know, that that stuck out. I say so many things and you heard that. But it is absolutely adorable to see somebody that you know is is strong. Like you have, you've built it. Like you've done it. I see that you work hard. I see that you put in effort. I see you. I see what you do. You have that side. It's fine. The one society says is grand, you know. Noah from The Notebook. Oh my God, he grew a beard and he built a house. Okay. But it was when he said... And I'm still not done that every woman just died. It was when he broke down and said, I I need you. I don't know a single girl that after, you know, obviously don't just say this to a random. Like you need, you need to build it up. We all do. Girls is the same for, for all of us. They'll protest is too much if you need to continuously say how great you are. Just, just come on. Compliment your man. Compliment men. Appreciate the effort that they're kind of trying to put in. I mean, I know ironically I just said that I put my foot down for someone not putting in effort. But boys, answering to my Snapchat ain't no effort. So come on. Tell me what's going on in your head. And, you know, seeing a difference is a big, it, it's a big difference. And if you see somebody go from telling you things and opening up and being honest to this is none of your business, that is a very big, <laughs> it's a big difference. I'm talking about ladies. Come on. Let's let them be big babies sometimes. I, the amount of time I've heard men say they love to be the little spoon and it's just I used to think like oh my god you know my own insecurities I'd be like but I'm such a tall large person I'm gonna feel like this like weird venom suit taking over and just like I'm like that's what I was feeling when I got over those insecurities I just felt like what do I feel when a man is is spooning me and he's holding me and he's just you're just close. What I feel is I feel safe. And you know what? Men ain't feeling safe. <laughs> and they won't tell you because they're supposed to be the safety. And it breaks my heart. But there's so many different ways to offer offer safety, and a lot of the dynamic has been that the woman can offer a safe place for men to discuss things that they don't otherwise get from their guy friends, because that's just not how they connect and how they raise these. These are stereotypes, but they're there for a reason. Like you can read a lot of studies that are really 
I'm there's this book called uh, the boys crisis and it's a lot of it is based on that kind of um, different messaging that men and women are getting and of course it is taking the side of, of supporting and helping men and how we can help men and you know if you put your feminist views aside and say okay maybe they do need a bit of help even though I'm tired of telling them how much I needed help and they didn't do anything uh, maybe maybe we could just have an honest to god conversation with each other where we realize that there are just there there are messages that are coming to both genders that are really ostracizing each other and uh, you know I, I prefer the the female and male energy but even that I rejected early on um, because I didn't think it felt fair because so much of what I was doing was male energy and I very strongly want to embrace my femininity and the beauty of 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 things that are considered uh, feminine and I just kind of had rejected that for so long that hearing that I had this masculine uh, energy approach to things was was really kind of taking away from my own personality I was you know but I'm a I'm a woman like I'm strong in my sexiness and convictions and and fluidity and beautiful grace and all of these great things that that tend to be associated to women so why am I acting with why were we calling it male energy why when I'm strong does it get to be male energy and why you know so there was a lot of uh, of difficulty in having those conversations and really so much of it is based on a very basic level of understanding of what was being said and believe it or not this ties into what I brought up in the beginning which is communication and how important those words and the application of the words are I work in words every day and they're absolutely one of my most favorite things but they can be used against you believe me part of knowing where to put the right word is also a little bit of learning how to use words for manipulation not necessarily negative but that's exactly what you're doing you are you are convincing someone to come to your side and within marketing of a lot of what i do that's what you're doing you're you're exposing a a, a way of looking at life you're saying this is the right way in not so many ways and um you're you're carefully putting words where they're either go they're going to trigger something and at the end of the day uh, there's a lot of conversations that could have been resolved by just understanding why that word was used and that definitely happened with my friend and i imagine in a world where my one of my closest friends is being told that she needs to embrace her anger i reject anger i'm not supporting her at all i'm not supporting anything of what she's telling me because to me anger means something different how am i any better than the people that have taught her that she needs to suppress it how am i any better at understanding what men are being told about how to express themselves i'm not and so this all to say I'm going to end this on this point. Men, you're absolutely adorable when you're sulking and pouting. It is just so cute. So cute. Keep doing it. Tell us what is going on. Cry. Honestly. I mean, don't like, 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 don't, don't cry to someone like on your first date, you know, because I'm not going to do that either. Like, that's just, just a little bit odd. 
But I mean, I have feelings. It's hot. It's sexy. Make someone want to rip your clothes off. You know, if that matters. If that's how. I'm going to put it out there. Okay. That's enough of me. Talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, everyone.